Welcome back, everybody, to the Beat Pack Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. We are your go-to podcast for upcoming artists and creatives. So I really appreciate you guys tuning in. My name is Nathan, aka Locomoco, and I really appreciate you guys clicking on this podcast to listen. Whether you're on your morning commute or you're working or you're just tuning in for our today's guests, it's greatly appreciated that you're here. Without further ado, let's get into today's guest. Our guest today is a singer, songwriter, actress, dancer, and model. Raised in OC, but now based in LA. Please welcome Ashley Chang. What's up, Ashley? How you doing? Hey. Um, my name is Ashley Chang. I'm 22 years old and a Taiwanese-American woman based out in LA. Well, we are so happy to have you today, Ashley. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks. All right. So a little bit about us. I'm... I've had the privilege to sit in a couple of studio sessions with Ashley, and it's been mind-blowing to hear her voice, and it's really clear why she's had so much success so far in her career. Like, she's a really talented singer, and I'm just so glad that we're able to work with each other on some, a couple things here and there. I don't, I don't know, maybe you'll hear them in the future. <laughs> but, yeah, so I do want to get into um, some of your earlier beginnings on how you got into singing and all your multifaceted things that you've been doing. So... What was your childhood like, and how did you start getting into the world of entertainment? Wow. Okay. So, starting off very young. I was born at a very young age. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't we all? Yeah, were we We're all? all born. Uh-huh. But um, I actually was introduced into like the performing arts at a very young age. So um, I would say about like four or five, I was already doing like dance. Um, wow. Yeah. I was not one of those kids who continued doing dance, but I remember very, like, vaguely that I was, like, in, like, you know, typical Asian kid, like, doing ballet and then, like, piano. Gotcha. A lot of the traditional... You know, traditional dance. Asian things. And I think, like, the first time that it was kind of stepping more into, like, an unknown was um, my mom put me into hula. And I am not, like, Japanese or, like, Hawaiian. Hawaiian, right. So um, I remember back then I was like, oh, this is really fun. And then I think one day, um, uh, like, we would always go to the mall and stuff. And, like, a model agency came up to my mom and was like, you have, like, a cute little child. <laughs> Would she want to do modeling? And wow. I think from then my mom was like, oh, I don't, I don't really know because it's just, like, her fear for me was to grow up self-conscious or... Totally, totally. Like, wondering about my image or, like, how I look too much because, like, you know, kids who grow up in the industry... Yeah, it destroys their image. Yeah, that, that the modeling industry is something completely different than what I'm familiar with. But, yeah, it is very cutthroat. Yeah, very yeah. Cutthroat. And being introduced to that at, like, five or six years old, I remember I was... Um, I used to go to private school. And my mom and dad would, like, we wouldn't even go to class sometimes. Like, I would wake up at four in the morning to go to L.A. Jeez. As, like, five or six-year-old, you know? like. Jeez. From from OC, right? mm -hmm, From OC. And that commute was, like, not, like, too bad because it was so early in the morning. But, like, I just remember, like, now looking back, I can't even imagine you know, as a parent with a full-time job, like, dropping everything so your kid can, like, go pursue, like, this right. passion or dream. And I, I and I remember, like, there would be times, too, where I would have, like, auditions and stuff, and mm. we would wake up, go there, stay for, like, 40 minutes waiting in the waiting room right. just to go in for, like, five minutes and oh then being God. like, bye, and then we would just oh, go home. Yeah. Like, don't call us, we'll call you type yeah. thing. Oh, my goodness. That's crazy. So your parents were supportive from the beginning. That's yeah. awesome. that's amazing. Did when you were younger and going and waking up at those times and waiting in those waiting rooms, did it ever feel like an obligation to you or is it something that you really wanted to do? Honestly, I don't even remember ever not wanting to go to something. It honest it felt like a trip. Like, oh, you know yeah, like right, like totally. oh, we're going to go to Disneyland, like right. that kind of vibe. Oh, that's, that's so, so it was like so cool. fun. My mom would always be like it was great too because <laughs> She was basically like my manager as well, where we would, she would print out pictures for me to understand what was going on. Aww. Yeah. So like, I remember, 
I had this commercial audition for Strawberry Shortcake. They used to have these little figurines. Right. And so she printed out what they would look like and was like, you need to act like it smells, like their hair smells like strawberries. So we'd practice at home and stuff, and then I would go. Right. And we would do it. And like same, I think I did like an Oreo commercial. I learned this song. Wow. And... It was crazy, I think, like a couple years after I had done that commercial, I did not book it because my hair was too long. <laughs> yeah, it, it's yeah. kind of interesting. And right. then I saw it air with the same song I had learned. I was like, wow. <laughs> like, yeah. this is real. This is like, real. This is not real. Wow. That's incredible. So your mom was like manager and acting coach and chauffeur. And chauffeur, and yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Was were, were any of your siblings into... No, just you. No. So... Wow. um. I think my older brother, he had done musical theater as like an eighth grader. Like we, you know, like we, we did musical theater growing up a little bit, but I think I was like the only one who was like, I really, really like this. Like I like the attention. Right, right. Being yeah. in the spotlight. I like being in the spotlight. <laughs> yeah. I like when they give me a costume and like do my makeup and my hair. Like I felt very comfortable and like it made me feel, I think, special back then. Right. But, I couldn't understand why, you know. Got you. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I think some kids just either they love it or they hate it. Mm -hmm. And I was definitely a kid that hated it. I hated being (laughs) the center of attention when I was younger. I just felt like everyone was judging me. Even from a very young age, I always felt like when eyes were on me, it was never really for a good reason. But Mm. obviously, we grow and we mature, and I think, you know, things happen the way they're supposed to. Exactly. Yeah, so that's awesome. So that was kind of like your modeling, acting side. Um, When was your first, like, singing experience? So singing, um, typical, like, so I went to, like, a Montessori, which is, like, um, a privileged preschool, (laughs) pretty much. Um, Yeah, unnecessary, honestly, but, you know, great experience, I guess. But uh, they used to do auditions for like um performances like Christmas performances for the parents to come and watch and I think that was like the first time I had been on a stage as like right really small right I think it was like four or five as well gotcha so right around the time that you were doing a lot of the commercials commercials so everything kind of happened around the same time in terms of like singing dancing acting and modeling gotcha so and I was also playing basketball at the same time. So I think my parents were just trying to throw me into like anything with like hobby related and hope right. something would stick. Something would stick. Totally. Yeah. I know my parents, that's honestly like how I want to parent my kid too. Cause at the end of the day, I don't want to restrict them to only doing arts or only doing sports. Cause who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe I give birth to the next Olympic champion. Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. But I think that's a great style of parenting because it oh, gives a kid yeah. an opportunity to experience everything. No. So that's amazing. And then and then music, did music stick with you after that? Like, was it like a bigger part of your life? As, um, a, kid? as a kid, so, yeah, I feel like music has always been something that plays throughout my house. Like, my dad, so this is where, like, all the influences in terms of songs. So my dad, pretty much everything that I like to do is because my dad likes it. He likes the attention. Right. He's the guy who, like... He's like the star basketball player. Like oh, that's so sweet. His friends know that he's like a great singer. And so I remember growing up, like on the weekends, my dad would play Michael Jackson, the Bee Gees, and like Earth, Wind, and Fire. So like Motown was my ish. Yeah. 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 Let's like go. That's awesome. Motown, like R&B, like my dad really really i don't know maybe it's because like in taiwan he always says this i think like mm. music came like a decade a decade later right right so all his influences were music like a decade like after oh like, yeah a lot of the stuff America. from like western, western yeah music western came music over. came over yeah right and so I, I remember what i would always sing with him we had like a karaoke machine and like wow. that's kind of like where it always where it stemmed from. Yeah, it stemmed yeah, from. The early beginnings. That's awesome. My mom had, looking back, like my mom had such an influence on me too. Like mm-hmm. I think all the music that gets played around the house, like I think parents know it, but maybe they don't know it, that that has a lot of influence on the kids. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm super grateful for that. I'm sure you are too. Just um, all the opportunity and all the, all the different cultures I was able to listen to just through music that my mom was playing. Yeah. That way that, that your dad was playing. So that's awesome. That's awesome. So 
around around the same time, started getting into music, beautiful. Um, so I guess that, you know, you had your start of your career was pretty early on then. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's that's incredible. I know you have your SoundCloud, you have some covers on there from a long time ago, from years ago. So what what was the turning point where you're like, you know what, let me start posting music? Um, so in high school, I joined choir I was in choir all four years and at the high school I went to called Northwood um, back then our music department was like pretty like big in terms of like kids really wanted to like level up like the cool kids were doing yeah the cool kids were doing it was like high school musical like the cool kids like I don't know if like the people in my high school will agree but in my head (laughs) that's how I saw like band and like all the music people were like so cool to me because they were like on top of just like being academically like a powerhouse like they were so talented and sometimes too like I think some of the kids also played sports as well so like these kids were just like above and beyond like amazing and um I really wanted there's like multiple levels there's like bass level a bass and treble I think that's what it was called right and then there was like uh Bella Con, I forgot. Oh my god, I don't even. Know. I don't even catch me on the name. No but like the biggest one that I wanted to get into was called Chamber Singers, and so gotcha. that was my goal gotcha. as like a freshman, like 13, 14 years old. I was like, I'm gonna get there by the time I graduate because you get wow. to sing like back then, like when you begin, you can right. only sing with like your own gender. Oh. Okay. So it was like only girls, only boys, and gotcha. then as you level up, it becomes like co-ed. And I like see, it sounds like you know like yeah, way yeah, better insane. you know yeah you had all the different frequencies yeah all the different tones. tones that's beautiful that's awesome so you did choir all throughout high school um, were you also posting music in high school too or so I think the first time that I, I was like doing like um, choir solos and stuff occasionally gotcha. but the first time that I was allowed to like sing a song for people was like my sophomore year and it was because we had this segment called unplugged tv Ooh, that's pretty yeah, sick i feel like I've heard, like, that's that is such a good name right that's isn't a, that great like yeah. honestly i should use that yeah it feels like <laughs> right. a tv show and um they basically reach out to like singers or creatives at the school and be like hey um we want you to do a little segment and they give us complete freedom to choose any song we wanted. Wow. Yeah. And so I think we chose, there's this girl in my high school. Um, we chose a song together called um, Just Friends by Music Soul Child. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. So it's like a really good, like 90s R&B or like early 2000s R&B song. And I remember at the end of it, I had said like something about like, I was like riffing and I said like something about Netflix and chill and they cut that segment from uh, the show and I was like, oh shoot. And so I was like, well, if no one's going to watch this, I'm just going to post it on SoundCloud. There you go. And so that's kind of like where that started, where I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. And oh, actually backtrack, backtrack sure. a little. Um, when I was in middle school to high school, I would do covers on my Instagram. I had an Instagram account called Ashaboo Covers. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Actually, so that so this is like middle school going into high school. Going into high school, yeah. So like freshman year into sophomore year, I was like heavy on like posting like because like back then Instagram was like only like fifteen seconds long. Right, super short, super. So short. I would like choose like fifteen second segments of songs and then just kind of post them. And so that kind of just been was my thing. Got you, got you. Yeah, super cool. And how were those received? Like as a middle schooler going into high school? Honestly. Luckily, I did not get a lot of hate in my ears. Like, maybe it was going around, (laughs) like, for all I could know. But, like, you know, all my friends were pretty supportive. Right. It kind of was just, like, my thing. Uh So, luckily, That's really cool. That's so cool because I know for a fact, I think I talk about a little bit in the documentary, but I was not a confident middle school going (laughs) to high school. my friends were laughing because they were, like, when he was saying about the black ops tickets, like, chat rooms are, like... (laughs) accurate facts dude accurate. i would get so roasted and it was it, it was all it was all friends and like boys being boys or whatever but definitely and i realize that now my brother is actually going my younger brother he's 13 oh, 14 really? now sorry 
he's going through a very similar thing. Sorry, Brandon, I know you're listening to this. <laughs> he's going through a pretty similar thing where very concerned about their image, very concerned about what people think of them, mm-hmm. and that affects their ability to stand out. No, exactly. So, which is really unfortunate, but um, I'm just glad that um, there's still, not not only that as well, but there's a lot more people that are really trying to do bigger things. Like kids are nowadays are oh my God. They're doing insane. such big things. It's incredible. It truly is. Um, but I always like hearing about the early work because um, that's kind of where what builds you up. That's your foundation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's cool that you were, you were getting support from the beginning. Yeah. So awesome. So choir all throughout um, throughout high school. And then now let's talk about maybe a little bit of your college life. So you went to UCR, UCR. right? And yes. you you uh, you majored in film and digital production yeah, and entertainment? Yeah, so theater, film, and digital production. And then I concentrated in acting. But gotcha. going into college, I I was undeclared. Yeah. Got you, got you. I did so not gonna... think I was going to – I thought I was going to do, like, like reporter work. Like, I thought I was going to be, like, oh, on the red carpet, like, interviewing people. Oh, cool. So I wanted to do journalism, but right. UCR doesn't have a journal uh, – not journal. I wanted to do communications, gotcha. but they didn't have a major for that. So I just kind of went in, like, trying I to see. test the water. Gotcha, yeah. Just kind of finding out what you wanted to do. Mm-hmm. I totally get that. I feel like it's a lot of good – that's a good way for for like college students to really start out. No, exactly. Okay, so so going in with uh, with entertainment and production, um, how how has that helped you with your career now? My career now, I think. So I, I didn't really get into my major until I would say like the end of my sophomore year into my right. Yeah, because you went through yeah. it with, uh, and you also attended during COVID too. Yeah, so COVID hit like my the end of my sophomore year and that's when I declared my major I see yeah so so, all this madness is happening you're like I figured it out I was like (laughs) I love it here yeah and I think the thing that really made me decide to do like that I didn't have a concentration yet but I was like oh for sure like theater film digital production I took a um Intro to screenwriting class. I'm not even like directing or screenwriting, right. but I, we would watch movies every Friday. And I was like, this, I forgot how like crazy the entertainment industry totally was. Totally insane. Like the levels that come with it is just like insane. Like people are so, like they don't understand like the levels and layers that go into thinking about a film, you know? Yeah, totally. It's, uh, yeah, because everyone, most people just see the final product, mm-hmm. but not many people get to actually see all the nitty gritty that goes into making exactly. it. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, have you worked on any like anything that has been renowned or anything, or anything that you really enjoyed? Like, what's been some of your favorite pro- projects that you worked on um, in that industry? In acting. So, acting wise, I grew up as like you know a theater kid. Mm-hmm. Um, did a couple plays and musicals, but. <laughs> Um, in college, I did a short film for my friend John Tang for his senior thesis at um, the Los Angeles Film School. Wow. Based uh, you know, wow. on Sunset Boulevard. <laughs> yeah, Incredible. So, Beautiful. Um, I got to help him out on that. And that was like the first time that I had been in front of a camera in that way, if that makes sense. Got you. Yeah. Got you. And so I think that was like my first big project or bigger project, and, like, most of the acting work, I think people don't understand this, but, or or maybe they do, but, like, acting is very subjective about, like, how you can get in quickly. Totally, yeah. totally. It's, because it's so, such a, bra- a, a broad, um, broad spectrum, because there's, there's so many things that can go into being a good actor. Yeah, and so, like, mainly, like, people start off in student films, which is, like, right. no budget, like, you don't get paid, um, you're just doing it basically for the credit or like the experience. And like that was what I started doing mainly. Like I did like three or four student films. And then that was the first time I think I noticed how different it was in my head. Like I thought like, okay, like once I'm in high school, what like once I'm done with high school, once I'm in college, like I'm just going to be in LA, like in front of people, like, you know, auditioning, like this like, is it, this is it. like I'm, I'm the ish now, like, you know, right. cause like that's what it was like when I was modeling. Like right. it was very professional. Like I had an agent versus at this current moment, like I have no agent. I have no manager. I have no one telling me 
how to get these auditions. Right. Everything's on Zoom now. All of a sudden. <sighs> Man, that was, I've, I've actually, it's funny, I've actually watched a, a, a musical over, over Zoom. Over Zoom. Yeah, they do a good job. They do pretty good. But like, it honestly, is, it's, it's crazy, crazy though. It's insane. Like, it feels so much more different. And like, luckily, like, I was doing both things, like, before COVID and after. Right. But, like, the initial, like, getting to know people or, like, like basically your audition, like, totally. is just virtual, very quick. Like, most of the time, it's just me filming myself and then just sending it in. Versus, yeah, exactly. like, hi, my name is Ashley. Like, them seeing the my personal personality. Personal connection. Yeah. And yeah, being there. It's funny because I actually used to do podcasts over Zoom. And I stopped doing that because of that reason right there. Because you don't get to sit in front of someone and talk to them. Mm-hmm. Seeing someone through a webcam, talking to someone, hearing like the little cracks in the, in the audio. It's like it just doesn't make for a good connection. And so, um, yeah. But that's, unfortunately, at that time, that's kind of what you had to do. It's the reality. Yeah. Like, you know, you have to adjust to the times. How to make it happen. How to yeah. make it happen. So... Obviously, you've come really far so far, and I'm, I'm glad that the pandemic didn't hinder you too much, but as far as college goes, for your major and for what you're doing right now specifically, would you recommend college and or specifically this major? Ooh. No pressure. No Damn. pressure. Okay, so I'm all for a higher education if it is within people's means. Totally. But I don't think college is necessary in order to do what I'm doing. Like, you don't really need a degree at all. Like, people are not going to be like, oh, you want the role of, like, a waitress. Did you go to college? Like, <laughs> like did you get a degree? Right, like, right. no, no one's going to say that. Like, you know, like, <laughs> what? And so I think, personally, it was a great experience for me because I was put into rooms with people of that knowledge. So, like, my professors at UCR are, like, majors quite small, so you get to know your professors, like totally. instead shout of like UCR. I know. My shout co- out UCR. My cousin goes there, so she- <laughs> yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah. She does. no, it's like great because like instead of like a three hundred person room, I'm in a room with thirty people. I know everyone by name. Wow. We talk about our feelings, like we're meditating, what? like stuff like that. Like that's not normal. Yeah, in college. Yeah, that's awesome though. That's amazing. Yeah, wow. and so the way that that gets set up is beautiful. Yeah. So you know everybody. Community I'm sure you oriented. Got some letters, letters of rec from your professor. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's awesome. Awesome. That's the way you said it about college being within your means. That's exactly how I feel too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's amazing. That's awesome. So now um, let's talk about something that I know a lot of people are going to be coming here for, and that is um, floating. Floating. So, <laughs> a lot of people, I think there's a lot of people that can say they may have had like a video or something go pretty viral on TikTok, but not many people can say that they had a big song or a sound on mm. TikTok. So let's break it down a little bit. What was the inspiration for floating in the beginning? Okay. So I actually love talking about floating um, because yes. it is like, people think it's like about a relationship, right? but it is most definitely not. It is a, it's about the Avengers and Endgames. Did you know this? Did no, I ever tell I you this? I did not know that. Okay, wait. I, you can't see my face right now, but I, <laughs> I, I like, gave her what? what? Yeah. Yeah, so um, if you have not watched Endgame, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. Uh, it's, it's been like four it's four years. years. I'm going to be like, come on, bro. <laughs> yeah. But um, it happens when everyone blips. Right. So Ant-Man, he actually doesn't technically blip. He right. is stuck in the quantum realm. Quantum. Yeah, I'm a little nerd. I love Marvel. No worries. I just saw I just saw Quantum You just too, said Quantum so. Yeah, it was pretty good, right? Pretty good. I like people kind of hated on it. But I, I enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, I was I like, it's it. not too bad. But his daughter, like, yeah, girl, come on, get, come it, on, together. get it together. <laughs> but um, pretty much, I had watched that, and um, basically, it's this idea of someone stuck um, instead of in the quantum realm, it would be in space. But like, people think you're dead, but you're like watching from above basically like watching them grow older or knowing they're they're getting older and them like basically like moving on life without you so I'm lonely floating sulking slowly wow (laughs) I just got chills guys that was actually that's actually crazy yeah. Wow. So it's so it's like not even like wow. a like a heartbreak song or anything. It's literally That's so about beautiful. like I think there's also mm-hmm. a scene in um Interstellar. Mm. I've actually never seen the movie, but I've seen a lot of clips on TikTok yeah, where they yeah. talk about some planet where every hour that goes by, like seven, seven years, years goes by yeah. on Earth. That's insane. So that's really what it's about. Well, 
dang, I hopefully we're the first show to, to, to capture that. But that's awesome. That's crazy. Okay, so so you record floating and you uh, you release it out. Uh-huh. At what point was it immediate success when you first drop it, or was it like kind of no one was listening and then all of a sudden it gained a lot of popularity? Mm. So I also want to like touch on like the backstory. Oh, of that. totally. So of course, like yes. I had posted floating initially. So um, a little another thing. Uh, growing up, I was known on Twitter. I was on Asian Twitter as like the the Asian girl with the VHS tape. So like that was like my tag. Basically, gotcha. I would like film all my covers with like VHS. Okay, like so that, filter that vintage aesthetic. Super yeah, cool, and super like cool. um, I wouldn't get like a lot of likes. It would be like a hundred there, a hundred there. But I had posted floating, and um, my boyfriend's. Friends, friends are EDM artists, are DJs, and their name is like Chan. And they saw, I was like, hey, does your girlfriend want to collab? This was during COVID. And I was like, okay, yeah, like sure. And so they're like, do you have any songs that you would be okay with like working on? I was like, I just like wrote the song floating. Like I'm not attached to it. And then we really developed it. And then they came up with the beat, like, and it just kind of took off. And then after that, I was like, okay, so I released it and like nothing was happening. And I think I went to like, I was in a sorority. This is embarrassing, but I was in a sorority. I went to like a frat party or something. <laughs> and then um, my friends and I were just being silly in front of like a campfire or something. And I like recorded like a little video and I was like, okay, like whatever. And then I was like, oh, I was scrolling on TikTok one day and like people were like, oh, like um, basically like different ways people were advertising their music. It was like, oh. oh my God, I heard this girl with like the same name as me. Like her song's kind of fire, but it would be like their song. Right, right. You know, so I was like, oh, maybe. Oh, right, yeah. Ah, yeah, 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 yeah you know, you know. Those, yes. and so I was like, oh, shoot, like maybe I should do something like that. So I just threw floating over that random video. I took my right. friends and I, and I forgot what the caption was. Here, actually, I want to look it up now. Oh, it was like, I put up a different caption. It was like, when the song that's playing is the song I wrote with like a, like a surprised face. Right. And it's like, uh, and then I put in the caption, I was like, OMG, imagine if people started using my song for TikTok and I blew up. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> JK, unless. unless and I was like, hashtag Asian, hashtag singer, hashtag keeping it cute, hashtag floating, hashtag uwu. <laughs> and then I remember I posted it and I got like super like nervous. And so I like threw my phone on the ground and I took like a 40 minute nap. And then I woke up and then I had like a bunch of text messages. They're like, Ash, like, did you check TikTok? And I was like, what? And so I went onto TikTok and then it said like 30K, like like 20K, 30K people had liked it and like oh commenting and stuff. And I was like, what is going on? And that was like, I think that was like the, my first video that went viral. Yeah. Wow. Viral. Right. Yeah. No, that's huge. That's crazy. Yeah. So were you known on TikTok before that? Really? No, like I don't think, I'm trying to think. No, I, I don't think I had any, I was just like. Posting for friends. Right, right. Just silly shit. Silly stuff, yeah. Got you. And then, so you post this huge reaction to it. And then, um, and then videos, I'm sure videos just started rolling in. Yeah, so luckily, like, okay, not luckily. Sadly, there wasn't a lot of videos of people using my audio. But I noticed, like, that day, my listens spiked on Spotify. Like, I remember I was, like, freaking out. I was like, no way. Like, this is not happening right now. And, like... It spiked to like ten thousand to like a hundred thousand listens, and I was like, "Wow!" Like, I did not think this was gonna happen. Right. This and is like, a song that this you is like I was song that you wrote some it random all song. Of a sudden. Wow! Yeah, and then I, I think I started getting nervous because I was like, "Oh my god, people, um, people are gonna think like this is the kind of music I'm like, like, right. like the make that I'm gonna make forever." Right. And like, I think back then too, why I was nervous is because. I wanted to always be known as like an R&B singer. Totally. Like that's always been my goal. And the comments would be like, she sounds like Nikki. Uh. She looks like Nikki. <laughs> like, oh my God, like Nikki, like she looks like, right. you know, Idiot Rising, like this Idiot Rising. Nikki. Yeah, this right, is giving yeah. Nikki. And I was like, and I love Nikki. Like, right. love that girl. Right. Went to her concert, you know, like just support. Recently, yeah, right, recently. Yeah, recently. I saw Justin there. <laughs> but um, I was just afraid that I would just be labeled as like, a Walmart Nikki. Right, right. Know. Nikki dupe or something like, like Nikki that. dupe. <laughs> like, <laughs> not even a 2.0. It's just Nikki no. dupe, you know? Right. I totally get that. Man, yeah. So the so floating's at what? Like almost half a million plays right now? It's at about 400,000? Like 400, 400,000. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Wow. And so, and, and you've dropped a few more songs after that, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. And then more geared towards the genre that you want. Yeah. It's about. like slowly moving. Got you. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Now, um, obviously, I, I don't think maybe a lot of these people know, but I know I know that you do have some work coming up, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Do you want to want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So I have, okay, I'm a little worried to talk about this because I haven't figured out like a release date because I haven't. Be as general as you want. Yeah, you know. As general or as detailed as you want. But I have an EP that I'm planning on releasing called The Prelude. Yeah, I think that's what I'm going to call it. Like the introduction to like everything. everything. And it's going to have about like four or five songs. Got you. Based around like. Loosely around, like, my personal life. So, like, that's kind of what my goal is to do. Like, eventually to be able to sing about, like... Actually, this is a lie. I like to sing about scenarios I make up. I like being delusional sometimes. Totally. Shower thoughts. Shower thoughts. I'm like, I'm, like, like having, like, you know, like a fake breakup with, like, some <laughs> random, like, imaginary, you know... But see, that's the stuff that's most relatable, though. I think about that stuff a lot. Like, I personally... Like, haven't been in a breakup in a long time, but I still do. Whenever I listen to those songs, Sad songs? I got brought back to like, like, damn, I could yeah. totally relate to this. And so, yeah, everything can be going super well in my life, yeah, and I'll yeah. still like to listen to sad, sad music. music. Sad, sad music is superior. Like, totally, totally, best. totally. Whoever created sad music, thank you. Thank you. No, uh, thank you so much. Like, yeah, minor key, minor key, whatever. Beethoven, Beethoven, <laughs> you a G. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Cool. So. The prelude, right, is what you mm-hmm. wanted to call it. That's awesome. Um, I don't want to put a pressure on any kind of release date, so we won't even really. Yeah, talk yeah about I mean, that. it's it's gonna come out this year. I, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you up so awesome. we can finish that, it up. Awesome, amazing, but amazing. Um, cool, yeah. cool. So great, fantastic. Um, really excited to hear that. Now, I do want to get into another segment where we do talk about something that I think a lot of creatives early on their journey do struggle with, and that's balancing. Um, their passion with maintaining like financial stability. So um, how right now do you support your dream financially? So I work as a production assistant um, and an art assistant. So PA, I don't know if it's called AA, but yeah, I was like, uh, I just say art assistant. <laughs> art assistant. Yeah, but uh, not alcohol. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I am really lucky. I, um, through... Alt D, shout out Alt D. He actually introduced me to my first production assistant job um, for Keshi. Wow. Was that the Ango? The Angostura. Yeah. Man. First of all, before we continue, I just want to say I love that album. Dude, that album is so good. And I'm so proud of him for like popping off right now. Like, my gosh. I was like, I wasn't even anticipating that. I'm I'm not even going to lie. Maybe I'm a fake fan, but I never really listened to a lot of Keshi up until that album released. Really? And that got me so obsessed. I was actually waiting for another album that came out, and then that dropped. Um, it was, um, oh my God, I'm looks like such a fake fan. What's the first song in that album? I can't remember. Gabriel? Was um, it Gabriel? No. It's Gabriel, but there's a there's another song. I'm going to have to. Okay, let's look at it. The song's called Get It, and it's like oh, a yeah. little bit more of a. Rap. It's a rap, but it's a high energy song, and that got me hooked because that's the kind of music that I was into. And then I listen to the rest of it. I'm like, wow, I feel like I'm ascending. I feel like I'm going to another astral plane. <laughs> this is amazing. I listened to it with my cousin who also goes to UCR, and we both got hooked on Keshi. So that's amazing that you got to work on a project or a mm-hmm. video from that album. So sorry, please continue. On no, 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 no. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> Shout out Keshi. Shout out Keshi. But um, he was the first artist I ever got to work with, which honestly is such an honor to have worked with someone with so much respect for everyone like I like basically like the rule was no talking to the artist unless you are talked to and right. like you know it's not <clears throat> like a bunch of, don't yeah don't fool around right. stay professional right. like only be spoken when you're spoken to kind of vibe <laughs> right. and I was just like okay and like here I am like building a chandelier building like mirrors like stuff I've never done before and right. I'm like and they're like okay Ashley like go put it on like set now and so I'm like bringing them over I'm like adjusting them and Keshi's just standing there he's like hi and I was like hi I was like (laughs) like and then the thing too is like I can't even fangirl and like I don't think you guys understand I love Keshi like shout out to my 
my Korean ex. <laughs> he showed me Kashi when he was still like underground kind of vibe. Right. And like not like like people making fun of like, oh, like I have underground music and plays Kashi. Like right. not nah, like that stuff was still underground. Yeah, years ago. Years ago, ago, yeah. And like I think I was in high school when my ex Derek showed me and I was like, yeah, we good friends still. But um <laughs> Like, he showed me Keshi, and I was like, wow, this guy's so good, like, so sad. But um, I got to meet him, and the first thing that, like, Keshi, like, really said to me was like, oh, like, hi, like, what's your name? Oh, That's the first oh thing he said. Gosh. He was, like, trying to get to know everyone right. on set, and I was like, oh, my name's Ashley. What's your name? As if I didn't not, I did not yeah. already know. He's like, oh, my name's Casey. And I think that was the first time I knew what his real name was, because I never right. checked before. Right. And so, like, he was my intro to like being in this industry and I'm really glad I started off on a good foot because his energy made me realize like wow like you know artists are really human still totally totally that's man was this in LA, this in LA? yeah this is in LA wow yeah he's not from here is he or he's, he's not from, from LA I think he's he? from like Texas or something right I remember yeah. seeing that I saw one of his stories like driving to LA and he was in a car I was like oh shit he's like he was able to build an audience that is so world-renowned, but maybe, I, I, I don't quote me, but from Texas, I feel like not a lot of artists. You know, okay, actually, Texas. I know his backstory. I'm oh. going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to right, tell these right people. Now, I'm going to spill it right now because right honestly, like he's like one of those people that I've really found so much respect. In the future, Keshi, if you ever listen to this, I would love to work with you so much. But um, this man was a, I think he was a nurse. He was oh. a nurse, and then he quit his job at, like, 23, was like, I'm going to go into music full force. Wow. And, like... 23, man. Yeah, that's... Like, yeah, our you're, age. You're I'm, like, I'm right? turning 23 this year. Yeah. And I was like, damn. And, like, he really did it. Like, you know, like, people say that all the time. Like, they're just going to, like, only yeah. one thing, that's all they do. But, like, right. this man was like, really I'm going to make it, you know? And Yeah. I think I talk about somewhere where... Um, I don't know if it was this podcast or maybe the one before or, or the last one or the one before, but um, there's three pillars to um, success. And that's, or at least as an artist, good product, good branding, consistency. And I think a lot of artists fall in one of those three because their ego gets in the way. Like I, yeah. th- I know a lot of people that are like, man, I don't know why I'm not making it. I don't know why I can't get to that point. And I'm like, well, if, if you think you have those three down and you're not making it, it's probably you. <laughs> so, it's probably yeah. You probably you probably can't see that there's something else going on. Yeah. But yeah, dropping everything at 23 and going full force is crazy. Yeah. But, hey man, he, he made it. He made it. He made but it. you know, I'm not making it, so that's why I'm still. <laughs> that's why I'm still doing production yeah. design. Still but, doing production design. Awesome. Like, I still love doing this. So like since Kashi, I've done like a handful of other productions, totally. and like honestly, for one day, two day shoots, like. You're not making like bank bank, but let's say like I get three to four to five gigs in a month. I've made my rent. That's good money. And that's That's like, you know, that's good enough for me. And like on top of that, I'm still acting too and like in commercials and stuff. And Mm -hmm. so then I'm basically like any money I get from any work goes straight to like my necessities. Totally. And like the money that I've saved up, it's kind of sucks but like i've been using that money towards like trips or like eating and stuff living life living life but then like at the same time i'm like i should not be doing that too much (laughs) because um i'm gonna actually go broke (laughs) and like luckily like my parents support me you know like they support me and so like they've helped me financially as well like shout out mama Mama chang shout out papa chang like they really like they basically yeah also like lucky like i'm really really lucky because my parents actually bought me a place out in LA Wow, um, awesome. so that like I, I pay the mortgage I pay the rent still right, but right like sure. I have a place to be close to my dream everything yeah the drive's no joke the oh, drive is no joke I no mean, joke yeah it's yeah I mean I, I can relate that 405 that traffic, 405 traffic man oh, 405 God. to the 610 or the one or whatever you're taking is insane, insane. yeah um, but yeah that's awesome that you're yeah, the production, everything's going well. Parents, super support. Um, I do want to touch a little bit on some of the production uh, as mm-hmm. being an assistant. How do you, um, how were you able to find these gigs? Like for anybody that may want to get into it, into it. Yeah. do you have any advice on how you can find an opportunity like this? Um, this is going to be something that you hear a lot, networking. Networking and 
really just building your own brand. I think for me, um, I, I may not be the strongest, uh, but I will always try my best and I will ask questions. I feel like sometimes people, people get afraid to ask questions about like, oh, like, what is this? Like, how do I do this and stuff? But like asking questions, people will remember you. People will remember you and be like, oh, like this person wants to work. Totally, totally. Yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of, there's a big misconception that asking questions comes off as annoying or you're unknowledgeable, but I think it shows, yeah, you're right, it shows ambition. It It shows ambition ambition that you want to work, that you want to know how to improve. Yeah, and so like lucky for me, like the people that I began working with, they constantly like hit me up here and there about like, hey, we have a gig, like would you like to help out? Awesome. Yeah, but... Again, yeah. this job is not for people who faint of heart. Yeah, bro. Like, I just be getting a call like twenty four hours before. Like, hey, you free tomorrow? Hop out. Hop Let's out. Go. And I'm like, I need to make money. So, <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. yeah, I guess. Yeah, I worked at. Um, so I worked. Yeah, I had. I don't have a ton of experience in that, but I do. I did do some work with um, some people that did um, NFTLA about a couple of years oh. ago. Uh, it was just this big event, but. There is so much work that goes into um, any big production. Obviously, it's an big, event. But I think just like movies, people only go to see the final product. They get to see all the good stuff, but there's also a lot of stuff going on the back end that people have no idea about. Exactly, a lot of work, and um, but it provides opportunities for people like mm-hmm. you and a lot of others. So that's amazing. We'll go on to um, maybe just some tips and tricks. So obviously. If you really listen to the lyrics that you write and a lot of the unreleased stuff has right now is super deep, super meaningful. Do you have any songwriting tips for people that may be having writer's block or how you may get yourself out of that? Mm-hmm. How you find inspiration for your songs? Yeah. Oh, that's great. Um, personally, so I'm really lucky because most of the time when I'm writing music, it's because there's already like a tune in my head. Gotcha. Yeah. So... Um, when I figured out like like a specific tune that I like, um, I'll start off with thinking about like what theme do I want for that song. So um, an example, uh, there was a song I was writing about and I didn't want it to be like all my other songs about like relationships I've been in. So I was like, okay, like what about with this idea of like feeling like you are like breaking up with someone but like they're not even your ex. Like, they're not even someone you've been with, but, like, you've grown so emotionally, like, connected mm, to them. Like, damn. what would that yeah, look like? Damn. Yeah. And so then kind of, like, writing down, like, basically, like, a journal entry. Like, what does that look like? What Sorry. does that sound like? And then picking, like, lines that I like and then figuring out lines that rhyme with that line. Right, right. Yeah, so I'm very, like, A-A-B-B. That's, like, kind totally. of how I write totally, my... Totally, totally, <laughs> yeah. Just list of phrases and then trying to pick... Pick, pick like, Exactly. Yeah. Okay. I feel that. I feel that. And then... um something that you do as well, you write down all your lyrics instead of just typing them, right? Yeah, I write them. Mm -hmm. That is such a, I mean, like I said, I'm not a, I'm not not claiming to be a songwriter or anything, but for every lyric that I've ever written, I've always typed it, but I can totally understand why you would prefer writing it because you feel, you feel like such a deeper connection to the lyrics. Yeah, I feel like too, it's just like, when you, okay, this is also going back to school, just so y'all know, but like writing notes down, you're going to remember that. A lot more than you just typing it on your phone. Like, 100%. if I'm like some like banging some keys, I'm like, I like, yeah, I don't really remember. Like, totally, totally. You know, versus like I'm writing it down. Like, I remember like where yeah, my yeah, a lot more was. intuitive function. Yeah, like it's connected to, yeah. better. Yeah, so I would always recommend like if you are unless you don't have access. Like, there's times like where I'm in my car. This is so bad. Do not text and drive. But I will just be <laughs> like, like using Siri like to like basically like say what I need to say so totally. I'll remember totally. and um one of my biggest things too is um I like to use voice memos yes yes yes, yes. that is so fire shout out okay pink he's one of my best friends he also he's the first person that introduced me to that mm. that is I feel like a lot of artists use that actually but that is such a fire way to record everything oh literally and like you know that's how like Steve Lacey used to only write his music yeah. through so like an voice memos. Yeah, yeah, and then it's like iMovie. But like, <laughs> I think people get in their head too much that like they'll they'll say something and be like, oh, that was fire. Like, let me right. let me write it down. But right. it's like 
you don't even have to do that. Like you could have already been recording, like knowing that you have something in your head, start record. It could be rolling for like an hour, yeah, exactly. but like, you know, that you have that hour to like pick and choose things that you like from whatever you need to do. Yeah. I think, and yeah, it's exactly because people, yeah, they'll write it down. But then if you look back in like maybe let's say a week, they're just like, words on a paper. Like, like, I can't remember the melody. I can't no, literally, it. that happened to me recently. I was in my room. I don't have my like songbook here, so I was just right. been writing it on like scratch paper. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I wrote something down the other day, and I was looking at the lyrics. I was like, "What Try, the heck is that them. tune?" <laughs> I was like, Bruh. and then I was like going through my voice, and I was like, "I didn't record anything." So I was right. like, "Well, like those lyrics yeah, are trash try, now. Try, like, like I can't find, even use them anymore." You read it, trying to find the cadence, how yeah, to, like, where to pronounce the vowels, the like, syllables. What was I trying to say? Like, well, how do I, I feel say? that? I feel that. So, <laughs> yeah, write all your lyrics down. Record everything in your voice memos. Record everything because at the end of the day, you can always delete, but it's a lot harder to add back when you don't know what you're doing. Precisely. Awesome. Well, that's amazing. Now, um, obviously, you've been you've been going through your career for a long time now, right? Since mm. you were five, you said you turned twenty three this year, so that's what eighteen years. That's a long oh time. God, that's a long time. What is your um, What are some of your keys to staying motivated? Mm. I think for me, so. My goal as a singer is just to be, or like a creative, is just to be a storyteller. And I think knowing your motivation as to why. Like, I want to be the voice for people. Totally. Like, I want to be, like, for people who can't express themselves in the way that they would like to, or like be able to put it into words. Like, I want to be that voice for them. Mm -hmm. You know, and like, um, with that being said, like for me too, like there's so many things that I feel like I go to go through on like a day-to-day basis where I'm like, if only I could have had someone who felt the same way. Right. You know, and so like same thing with like music. Even though there are days where I'm like, I don't want to write anything or like I don't feel like it. Like music is just so big on connecting people that I'm always like if I can be that person that someone's like hey your song really helped me through a point of time where I needed someone to understand that's so sweet oh no that's that's really sweet that's awesome but like I and and it's happened before where people like I've had like a friend who is like oh like your song best view is like my boyfriend and my song and I'm like, I literally oh my, wrote that for my oh boyfriend my and you're goodness. telling me that like that song is like your guys' song you guys listen to. I'm like, okay. That must be like the ultimate. Yeah, I'm like, oh my God, thank you. And like, and like for me, like that's a big thing because it's like, and that's my only happy song I have out right now. Like, because <laughs> my, my boyfriend was like, you have like such sad songs. Like, why don't you write a song about me? I'm like, boy, I was like, you wish. But then I was like, oh, I'll just write a happy song for him. But um, like being able to, give people that opportunity to feel heard. Like that's the biggest totally. thing. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a very selfless reason to do it too. Like that's such a, like, wow. Like you're, you're looking out at the greater picture. Yeah. Cause me, it's like, damn, I don't like, I, whenever I'm trying to make music, I'm like, damn, like I'm just going to go like, I, I never really thinking about it, that other people are going to hear it. Mm. But then it's always, that's such a great point that, yeah, the stuff that you put out could potentially you yes and music is healing that's what music (laughs) is healing storytelling is healing like pretty much like anything that you and another person are feeling on like a level that is like beyond what words or like you know like seeing them like that means so much more being able to like evoke that and it's also for myself it's very cathartic to be able to be like damn like i went through this thing and then be able to write something and be like yeah, like I got that out and like this sounds exactly, maybe not exactly, but like this is a replication or like an Yeah, this image. is making you feel how I felt. Yeah, like, the, oh, in wow. that moment, you know. Wow, that is amazing. That's that's the first time I really ever really thought about that and that's such a great, you are, that was such a great way to articulate that. So Thanks. at the end of the day, just know that your voice has the power to change a lot of things. Mm-hmm. How to impact a lot of people. Wow, that's awesome. Okay, well, shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, great advice. I'm definitely going to take that into my, my day-to-day way of staying motivated. Um, now, what are some, now, final tip and trick, what are some tips that you have for networking? Networking. Um, 
this is a thing that is said amongst acting. Um, have your elevator pitch ready. So if you are in an elevator with like a producer, a director, a casting director, you know, like someone that you want to like work with. Yeah. You need to know like a quick 30 seconds. Quick 30 seconds. Yeah. Pretty much your 30 seconds spiel and basically like what you're capable of doing why you love what you do. Like, I love everything I do. And right now, I would say, like, the main things that I'm doing are acting, singing, and production design. Right. And so with that being said, like, I have kind of, like, a spiel for each one where I'm saying, like, these are things that I've worked on. These are the projects I've worked on. This is what I'm capable of doing. Totally. And I'm ready and willing to work. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, showing the, yeah, showing that you're ready, speaking with conviction. Yeah, conviction. And just, like, being confident and I think that's an issue like I used to have like I don't think and I still don't think I'm the best and like I don't think I'm ever gonna think I'm gonna be the best (laughs) but it's so crazy because there's this I recently worked on a production for um like a dance show Mm -hmm. this guy he told me pretty much that you need to go full force into whatever you're doing and you know if you don't love what you're doing don't be advertising to other people that you can help them Wow. Yeah. And I I think like that made me rethink because like he asked me if like if production design was what I really wanted to do like long term. And I was like, oh, no singing. And he's like, okay, then like, why would I want your help? Yeah. But then he was like, but I'm like, but I still love it. Like I am more than capable of doing that. Right. But it's like, you know, at the end of the day, at the end of the day, like obviously I'm going to love singing more. Right. But like with that being said, am I able to kill it still in that industry. Totally, yeah. You could be you could be really good at something and not necessarily have a ton of passion for it. Yeah. But yeah, that's incredible. That's a great advice. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so all in all, speak with conviction, have a 30-second, an elevator pitch, mm-hmm. and... Um, you got to love it. You got to love it. it. You got to live, laugh, love, breathe it, you know, everything. You put and that on Tumblr. Put that yeah, on Yeah, put on Tumblr. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Awesome. Wow. Such great tips and tricks. Thank you so much, Ashley. That's nice. amazing. Um, all right. I want, do want to hop into um, one of our last segments, mm-hmm. and it is some of like your goals and aspirations. So, mm. um, sorry, I know we don't have this on the Google Doc. But oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Um, so, as far as your dreams, um, I know obviously you're in a lot of different fields as far as entertainment goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I do want to talk about maybe some for acting, production, and then even and then, uh, and music as well. So. Music. Let's start off with acting. Who, what's like something, like your dream collaboration with something um, with a brand that you want to, or a person that you want to collaborate with in the future? For acting? Yeah. Um, I know, I'm putting you on the spot. Right I know, now. right? I'm like, <laughs> shoot. I don't know. I, I would really love to work with like an Asian American director wonderful, or wonderful. any of the Asian American. Like I just feel like Especially in like this time right now, like shout out to everything, everything everywhere, everywhere all at once. Wow. Like sweeped. Sweeped. Absolutely just annihilated everybody. Yeah. But like being able to be like that's basically my goal, end goal. I wanna be the re- representative for my people. Like awesome. Always. Awesome. And so like being able to work with people like Michelle Yo, I would love to work with her. Amazing, amazing. You know, she's great. And just people who love people like jamie lee curtis she that white woman is like praise praise her like she's just so great she she's been around for a long long time time, but uplifts people like uplifts minority groups like (laughs) people who want to uplift each other in like those areas like i would love to work with people that you know i continue to do that totally yeah i think there's Man, there's so many, and I, I think it's a stereotype now that there's so many snakes in the grass in this industry. No, there is. And so to there's find no. really good people is rare, and um, but the fact that there are still is super, like it gives me hope for the industry in the future. Yeah. And then the fact that I'm talking to all these amazing creatives. like <laughs> You are future, one as well. Exactly. It's like I'm so, it gives me so much hope and so much, like, I look forward to it now instead yeah. of being like, oh man, I, it's like, instead of questioning it, I'm, I'm looking like, forward to oh, it now. Yeah. Awesome. Um now for let's talk about maybe just a little bit of production. Um, production. Who is someone that you really want to work with as far as production no goes? Production. I think this is so funny. Um, Nikki, I think I could help her with, and this is a thing. So 
because I'm an assistant, I've never led my own mm-hmm. um, like crew. But I think I'm getting to a point now where I would like to like dabble in art directing or production design. I you have enough experience now. Yeah, right? I have like enough experience now. I know enough places where I could get props and like backdrops from where I feel like I could really create like a set that would be dope as fuck. Right, totally. Yeah. First time I use the F word on this podcast. But like genuinely, like totally. I would love to work pretty much like a lot of like Janae I go to like just make maybe like sets that use a lot of like color and like vibes. Just like right. a lot of vibes like ethereal kind of vibe. Like right. totally. Yeah. But and make it, it's like it's not on earth. Not on oh, earth, yeah. Yeah, yeah, not on earth or more like I don't know. I feel like I really like also like I've been working on a lot of sets recently that have been eighties inspired. Ooh, so super like sweet. Super I love mid century modern. Beautiful. Man, yeah. that's that's been like the trend, but also it's it's always it's never died. It's you never know? died, it's, it's never died. It's always die. been amazing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The eighties thing awesome. So Nikki, Janae Aiko, um obviously you have a bright future in that area. So I'm super Thank excited you. to see what you get to do. And then not last, but certainly not least, who is your dream collaboration for uh, music? Music. <laughs> well, let me ask you this before we get into that. Yeah. Um, obviously, you're right now you're independent, right? You're an independent yes. artist. Do you plan on being signed in the future or do you plan on trying to stick to just being an independent artist? I think I would be open to either. Just oppor- like wherever opportunity lies. The thing here though is like, because I don't have a lot of experience as an independent, it is so much, and it's sad because you don't get as much of a cut, but like being in a label will help publicity. Publicity, Like like you just have more opportunity opportunity versus like independent. Like you better hope that your PR team, that, you know, like everyone that you recruit knows what they're doing versus like, and, like, it's great because, like, you know, you get to manage your money a little bit more. You don't get right. to have to, like, yeah. give percentages as much. A little much. more creative freedom depending yeah. on what you're doing. Yeah. But maybe, like, our, I think the biggest, like, cherry on top would be maybe, like, I get signed for a little bit and then I become independent and sign songs with labels depending gotcha. on whether see, or not, totally. like, I see. So sign for maybe, like, a one or two album deal or yeah. something like that and then... Like figuring out like, you know, I've had your help now. Like basically like the guidance that I need. Exactly. Totally. Yeah. The industry. Yeah. I mean, navigating the industry is difficult. And so having trained professionals is definitely, um, definitely a plus, but yeah, it's all a give and take. Yeah, exactly. So thinking about staying independent for a little while longer and then seeing what the options are in the future. Yeah. I mean like depending on how this EP goes and this is the thing too. So like, because I'm not like an established artist or anything. Like right. I don't have funds to fund right, a lot yeah, of things. Projects. And like a lot of people, like that's how they began as well. But like really being creative about like, you know, how am I going to shoot a music video? How am I going to yeah. brand myself on my Instagram? Like, um, like, totally. am I going to pay for ads? Like, right. am I going to pay like people around me to help me do stuff? Like, do I have those kind of means? So like, there's a lot of X, Y, Z things you got to plan that totally. people don't really talk about, I feel right. like. Again, they all, all they all see the end product. They all they see never the end know, product. But... Yeah, they never know. Yeah. And like, um, luckily, like for all my like album art and stuff, like I've been doing that all on my own. Same with like um, marketing myself. But like, how can I do better? How can I make it look more professional? Totally. Like, always, always improving. Cool. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, yeah, once that, uh, once that drops... Sorry, that's me. Okay, once that can. drops, we're going to, once uh, it really drops, we'll have to see where we go from there. We'll have to do a follow-up podcast. Yes. We'll talk about it. But, um, exactly. Awesome. So let's get back into um, some of your dream collaborations. Collaborations. Yeah. Um, every R&B girl artist, like, I am all about, like, yeah, it's like, you know, Janae Aiko. <laughs> Love her. Yeah, she's great. Janae Aiko, like, Kiana Lede, I grew up. Like listening to her, I know Keshi's not an R and B, but I would love to work with Keshi, Daniel Caesar. Man, he was uh, yeah. my first. He was kind of my introduction to R and B. Daniel Caesar, I think it was, might have been a lot of people's, but yeah, him and like I want to say, man, I might get slandered by the R and B community, but Bryson Tiller, I think, is like <laughs> yeah. also my introduction to him because uh-huh. he was like a little mix of rap and then also R and B. His that really like opened. Trap Soul. Oh my gosh, like. <laughs> man, I love that album so much, and he really got me. 
more open to listen to different genres Mm -hmm. um, within the hip-hop. Hip-hop, yeah. So To kind of branch off of that too, I also, one artist I'd really like to work with is Guap Dad 4000. Yes. He's funny. The man sings like, yeah. His stuff is funny. I think Justin met him, right? I think he has a photo with him on his yeah, Instagram. Yeah, I think so. I'm I so know. jealous. That's crazy. Yeah, Guap Dad. Shout out Guap Dad 4000. Yeah, that man's insane. black and Filipino. Wow. He's like yeah. making moves too. Like him, he is like a great example of like someone who's mixed, who is really trying to embrace both sides of their culture, you know? Right. Totally. Yeah. Totally. So it's just yeah, exactly. Great. Yeah, combining the two, meshing them very well. Yeah. Awesome. So, awesome. yep, obviously every R&B artist, yeah, every, uh, every, every, 4,000, <laughs> Pesci, man, amazing stuff. Yeah. Well, Ashley, that about wraps everything up that we wanted to talk about here. Um, is there anything else that you want to say um, before we end it off here? Um, I would just like to end off with reminding people that you can always learn. Uh, lessons learned. Like, you can always grow and Everything that you do is just to prepare you for the next point of your life. Yeah. Never like look back, never look too forward. Just like be in the present and know that like whatever you can do in this moment, if you put your mind to it, you're going to get to where you want to be. Beautifully said. That's amazing. That's awesome. Ashley, where can everybody find you on social media? Social media. I, um, we'll put in the show notes too. The show notes. Okay. So my TikTok and my Instagram are Ashley Chang with two G's and then my Spotify, Apple Music, I am all Ashley Chang. Chang is C-H-I-A-N-G. Yes, C-H-I-A-N-G. <laughs> awesome. Ashley, thank you so much for coming thank on the show you. today. I really appreciate it. We had a, I feel like we had an amazing conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Well, thank you guys. And for everybody listening, thank you guys so much for listening to the BPAD podcast. This was episode three with Ashley Chang. And I will see you guys in the next one. Loco out.